Semis is final weekend only means one thing, Brownie. It's sadly the last, the third last installment of Richo, Brownie and Hummel. Got a massive show ahead. We find out why Brownie is a cricket oracle. We tackle the big issues of your tight-ass mates and another edition of Storytime with Richo. That and much, much more on the Sportsbet AFL podcast. Trays back, Brandon. It's nice and crisp. <laughs> you know, top. We've started, Brandon. Oh, we are. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you normally have a bit of a break after you do that. We did big, have a break. Big intro. We did have a break. Oh, it's back. Maybe Matthew didn't <laughs> did get the break, did we? He's sort of spasmodic with his intros, isn't he? Mm. One week he does an intro, yeah. the next week He's he doesn't. He's sort of a bit spasmodic in life. Uh, <laughs> oh, right, one okay. thing to the other. I found out something this morning about our mate Richard here, Nathan. That mm. it actually. Nearly knocked me off my chair when Ooh. I walked in here. What did you find out? Richard went to Scotch College. <laughs> I did go to Scotch oh, College. You know did I went you? to Scotch. No, I didn't know. Really? I Does knew you went to some a nice school, but I didn't know you went to Scotch. He just never struck me as a Scotch College boy. No, well, no. I'm not. I'm a sort of a blue-collar, salt-of-the-earth type guy. You wouldn't have fitted in there. No, look, do you know what? The, the sort of – I do portray a sort of bit of a – more of a country bumpkin sort of bogan. Bogan. That has come up. Very good word. That that has come since school as I tried to fit in. Well, you need to sort of make your own character in this game. You've been like a chameleon since you left school, Correct. Yeah, I was very well. So do you think your parents now looking back when they paid 30 grand a year for those six years, they got their 180 grand's worth? My old man reminds me every single time I go around (laughs) that he could have a much nicer house or a nicer car or a better beach house or something better if he hadn't spent... Because so three of my brothers went through Scotch. One of them is a well. One of them was a, is a carpenter. But mm-hmm. He's doing very well for himself. Yeah, that's fine. Je- Jesus yeah. was a carpenter. There's me who never finished uni, and mm-hmm. my youngest brother started law, dropped out, and now sells media. But so, at least he started law. Yeah, he did start law. Yeah, but dropped out. Mm-hmm. So out of probably a million you bucks in school, started law. And you know what? Most of the, the tradies out there earn more money than all these professionals. Yeah, anyway. well, the, the, the tradie brother is doing the best out of yeah, all this. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, exactly. mate, I wish I'd done a trade. I'll tell you what I saw during the week, and I've been all over this Tasmanian football team. Jeez, he'd want to get this right. <laughs> there was a tweet sent out of the Tasmanian Football League, the Tasmanian Devils, and guess who was front and centre? No, it was our, a, our man, our boy. Matthew Richardson. Yeah, what was it? You're the, you're the main man of the Tasmanian Devils. When they bring this, so. I reckon it's great. You you've put this. Now, can state I just on clarify? This is not actually an official Tasmanian. It's a it's a site that someone has put together trying to encourage a Tasmanian team. Is that it? No, the Tasmanian Football League yeah. have put out a tweet saying the try actual and get league on, has yeah, the, the oh, actual league oh, with a photo of you, you in your Tasmanian top, saying how many people can we get on board for the team, the Tasmanian Devils? Right. So they're sticking with the Devils. I wouldn't, want, I wouldn't want Tigers. I like the I like the Devils. Well, Richmond yeah. are the Tigers, so probably a bit hard oh, to call yeah, them true. the Tigers. <laughs> but one thing I did notice and it, and it took my my fancy was uh, another great Tasmanian retweeted this tweet right. on September two. Right. So it came out on September one. It got a lot of retweets and September Tasman. two. Yeah, Brad Rewilla, who's a very very fine jockey for the Weir Stable, does yep. some really nice work. Rode it's really well last some, week. Some dollars. But on September two, which was just one day after. I'd backed him on Voodoo Lad, uh, which came second. Now, Brad, I would be suggesting I would get off Twitter and I'd be worrying about Ooh. your ride from the day before and maybe assessing that because the other horses start 100 metres ahead of you, Brad. 100 <laughs> metres ahead before you decide to go, go, let's oh. go, let's go. 
And 100 metres behind, still only lost by a B's proverbial, Matthew. So, right. Brad Willer, get your shit together. I'm tipping old Nathan just might have had a I, few a few dollars. I think, I think you have ulterior motives. You, you're yeah. just a little bit annoyed. Don't use was the easily the best Don't horse use in the this race. platform to get angry at jockeys because you lost some money on them, Branny. It's not what it's here for. Well, I wouldn't have lost my money if he hadn't have started him uh, halfway down Mount Alexander Road and the other ones are up the straight already. Oh, he's angry, man. He's not happy, is he? He's not happy. Anyway. There should anyway. be a Tassie team, though. There should, there should be. be. Yeah. Are they, they going to get if, – if there will be one eventually. Is it going to be a – they're going to create a new licence or will they take over on the tour Indy? Oh, We've discussed this I think already. they'll take it. And I reckon that tweet that you're talking about, I think they got the idea – off our little chat here a few months ago. Oh, but we do have listeners down it's in Tassie. It's a good proposal. Yeah. Well done. Hey, Hummy, you touched on it in your uh, brilliant opener there before yep. about the Oracle, <laughs> the cricket Oracle I know. Nathan Brown. I actually can't believe it because you wouldn't look at Nathan Brown and think that he's much of a cricket no. fan. No, I love my cricket. I didn't think you, you knew much about it. To, so um, I've got to apologise to Nathan Hummer. Oh, why? Now, a few years ago, in fact, I've got a note in my phone. Yep. Okay. On the 15th of January 2011 at so 8.16pm. Over PM, seven and a half years ago now. Over seven and a half years ago, we were sitting at a bar in St Kilda, the Dalton Bar, which was mm-hmm. a part of the Village Bell Hotel. We yep. were sitting there. We'd been at the T20 International that day. Me and Nathan were having a few beers on the way home. And Nathan uh, looked at me and said, I'm telling you now, Richo, that Finch, Aaron Finch will play test cricket, Right. Wow. Now, at that stage... To extraordinary laughter. Well, and deservingly so. Now, Finch is not a test cricketer's asshole. Now, I'm not <laughs> taking anything away from Finch. I, yep, I, I don't player. know a lot about cricket, but at that time, he was a T20 international player. But I, I don't even think he'd established himself as a regular for Victoria in the Sheffield Shield in the four-day format. So for you to say he would play test cricket... I saw something in him. What What did you see in him playing T20 cricket? No, I just thought he'd slapped them around that day. He was very good. I thought his straight game was outstanding. I think he, I think 80% straight of his game. runs came straight down the straight ground game. that day. Well, and well, to play test game. cricket, you need to be able to play... Uh, straight. Straight of the wicket. So yeah. you got straight of the wicket, you got square of the wicket, and you got behind the wicket. I've never heard the term straight game before no. or used in cricket parlance. Well, maybe it should be used a bit more. <laughs> so the other day, Hummer, to my oh, sort of surprise, very shock. the test squad for the tour of um, the United, they play in Dubai, do they? Yeah, in Dubai, yeah. yep, in the UAE. Against uh, Pakistan. Yep. Guess who's in the test squad? Finchy. Aaron Finch. Aaron Finch has been named now, seven and a half years so, after you called it. So he hasn't actually played yet, but I heard Justin Langer talking about the selection and after hearing Langer talk, I think he will play in the first test. Nathan, I offer you a formal apology because I've tormented you with this note in my phone on the 15th of January every year since. <laughs> every year on the 15th of January. How do you remember to send it? I, it's got a, I've it's got a reminder in my phone. It's got an alarm on it. <laughs> so and I send it 15th of January every year. Wow. Matthew Ritchie comes up. Bet. Was, so was there a bet? I, I'm, not, I'm just making a disclaimer here. I'm not disrespecting Aaron Finch. But that right. was you were ahead of your time in that I selection. I was. Oh, I tell you what, the dollar ninety on Pakistan is just money for old rope. But there's probably a more pressing issue now. That is one of the worst things you can do as, as a bloke is be a tight ass. Oh it yeah, is absolutely horrific. But every group's got one. They have, and this one surprised me. Is a man that both me and you know, Matthew, and um, Triple M Friday Night Football Team, yeah. um, which is myself, Darcy, Damien Barrett. 
uh, Chris Judd and Mark Howard. Um, we went out in the weekend of the bite uh, to celebrate. It was another good year. Yeah. Um, we're in the finals at the moment. Our last ratings period was off the charts. We absolutely smashed them in the ratings, uh, last ratings Don't period. Don't they love claiming their ratings, Triple And I cannot get and especially Brownie as well. Well, Friday night, <laughs> it's, Saturday, Saturday night the ratings. and they Sunday, are a joke. Triple they're, M were number one. Do you know how they one. still do radio ratings in this day and age? They oh, hand out about 15 books. Tell us, books. Richard. Oh, they give about 15 books to old people who drive. Who tell just, us, Richard. Well, that's how I'm telling you. That's how they do it. It's still with pen and paper. But fortunately, on this book of ratings that only came out two weeks ago, Triple M were number one, Friday okay. night, Saturday, Saturday okay. night, and Sunday. Get back to your story. Ooh, okay. Up against my show on Sunday. Mm, up against Matthews. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. A-W. Wow. <laughs> Tony Tardio. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. So we're all going out for dinner, up, And we went down to Paul Dimitina's pub in South Melbourne. Beautiful food down there. Get if you've never been the there, get down there. That is great food. I uh, can't remember the name of the pub. Oh, the Lamaro. The Perfect pub. And uh, so my have? mate, Big Duke Darcy, uh, he was there with his beautiful wife, Beck. Um, and normally the bill comes at the end of the night and then everybody divvies it up. But for some reason, Das had to get out, had to get home, go somewhere early. So him and Beck stood up. I thought probably about an hour or two early. I thought, you know, we're still settling yeah. in here. Just finished dessert. Or Duke, so, the Duke has to get up early for breakfast Friday. Well, though. this was a Friday, Friday night, oh, so right. he's going into Saturday morning. So okay. obviously didn't really have to get up for anything. Uh, but the Duke... Don't ask for money, obviously thinking that that was possibly enough. But when it oh, came to it no. and you divided the bill at the end of the night five ways uh, yep. into 1,400, um, 200 doesn't cut it. No. That is well short. And, well short. And the Duke's a man that's done a lot of dining in his time. Mm. Yeah, he would I reckon, know. I reckon you have an approximate idea of what yeah, the you're bill always, is. Yeah, you always. And if you do, you always go more oh, because you you're the more. one leaving early. You give Correct. way more. Yeah. You probably give us probably wow. 25% mm. more. And so he's, he's going well, the Duke. He's got about four different jobs. He's got three different pubs. So he's not short of a dollar. I just think he's a tight ass. Has, has he got form with this before? Because uh, normally they do. It's it's rare that it's a one-off. I must admit, it's probably the first time it's come across my desk with a juke. Yeah, there's been a lot of tight asses in footy though. Oh, why? Listen, they're all catched up. It's extraordinary. They create. It's an environment that breeds people that can't spend money. Football mm. clubs. Why? But because they get they over the years they tend to get everything. Who's given someone to we them? play yeah. with that's really tight? Probably Brett <laughs> oh, He's come up a few, a few times. Oh, Lids. He won't be he happy. He won't be happy if he hears. Now, Lids is, Lids is uh, good to see him back. So, cough up weekend. the money, Duke. That is bad. Hey, uh, we saw one of the all time meltdowns on the court this week. It, it, disgusting. Oh, there's been enough said about it. We're not going to go into it. It, no. was, it was appalling. We should have been talking about the, the fantastic Japanese tennis player. But our man first. over here's had a few meltdowns on field well, too. and that's <laughs> right. Now, have you ever had the same reaction to your meltdowns as Serena did? I've uh, had many a meltdown, and it stemmed <laughs> from my early days uh, back in Tasmania, boys. And had a shocking temper. Oh. Still does, to be honest. He's mild-mannered, you know, Channel 7, yep. get in there. Everybody loves Richo, but he's got an Do awesome, you still blow up? awesome temper. Uh, only... Only when I'm playing in a competitive sporting <laughs> environment, okay? You used to get so angry it looked like you were crying. <laughs> no, I did. No, I, I, I copped that on the chin, Hummer. Uh, this was a school game. Do you want to go right back to <laughs> yes, the school please. game? 
Okay, we're playing... Because uh, we got told a couple of weeks ago you gave the finger to Peter Knight. Peter Knight, so I won't go back over that one. But this was a school game on a Saturday morning for St. Brendan Shaw College uh, against La Trobe High School at Bayard Park in Devonport. For any of our Tassie listeners, they'll yep. know where that is. And uh, I was having a pretty good day. I was playing off half-back. We had a pretty average school team, so we had to stack our back line a little bit with the two or three good players that we did, did have. Ben Harrison was one of them who played AFL mm, footy as well. Massive nose. Yeah, big yeah. nose, Harrow. Uh, now, this particular day at halfback, I was having a field day. <laughs> I was, well, halfback is the easiest position it in is, the world to play. It is. Uh, I didn't, wasn't paying any attention to my man. And I reckon halfway through the first quarter, I would not be exaggerating if I said I'd had 20 possessions, <laughs> right, off halfback. <laughs> I was having out. a day out. <laughs> <laughs> now, my dad had the Volvo parked uh, watching on the yep. boundary line. Now, he didn't watch every game, Dad. He normally worked on a Saturday morning, but here he was. So I was proud as punch, the you bull. know, racking them up in front of the bull. And anyway, there was an incident where I gave away a free kick in the back pocket. I didn't agree with the decision. <laughs> <laughs> and I gave the umpire a little spray. Yep. He gave me a 50-metre penalty. Mm-hmm. I then gave him another little spray, <laughs> which resulted in another 50-metre penalty. And on this small ground in school footy, that put the guy who was having the free kick within All range that, yeah. of goals. He went back, kicked the goal. The runner came out. Our coach, uh, Mr. Fracalossi, said, Mr. Uh, come, off, come off the ground, Matthew. <laughs> what did Mr. Fracalossi teach? Uh, maths Ooh. and science. So He sounds like a maths <laughs> and science teacher, doesn't he? <laughs> so I reluctantly came off after you know giving the runner a fair spray as well. And I got to the boundary line. The first thing I said to Mr. Fracalossi was, if you don't put me back on the ground immediately... I'm done for the day. Oh, <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Mr. Frackalossi <laughs> said, well, Matthew, you're not going back on you're going to sit out the rest of this quarter. The frack. The frack He's, <laughs> now, he's laid down the levy. Being the best player in the team, I thought, <laughs> that's not good enough, Mr. Frackalossi. So I stuck to my word. I went into the sheds, got my bag, took my boots off and walked around the boundary line to the car <laughs> where my old man was sitting. <laughs> My old man, if you're talking about the spray I just gave the umpire, my old man gave me a spray that he's never given me before in his life and he actually said, you're not going back. That's fair enough. You're not going back on. You're a disgrace. You you learn something from this. And uh, I didn't go back on. My old man wouldn't let me go back on. He made me sit out the rest of the game and that's probably the – most childish thing I've ever done on the football field. No, that's oh, great. The old, the old frack. Hey, let's dive straight right, into, the, into the first game, into the serious <clears throat> stuff. Can I pause this? I didn't need to talk about something off air. Yep. Is that recording again? Yep. Yep. We're back. That's the first time <laughs> we've ever stopped a podcast. Um, all right. Yeah. All right. Let's dive into the serious stuff. The reason we're here semi finals kick off. Tomorrow night, which is Friday, Hawthorne two dollars seventy five, Melbourne a dollar forty six, Brownie almost to the dime, even money taken on both sides. Now this always happens with semifinals, isn't it? Because you've got one side that had to win a game to get through, and you've got one side that lost. You always find that there's more there's more favour around the side that won to get through. But can is it, is it going to be too much for Melbourne, or do you reckon they should do it pretty easily? Hawthorne looked. Awful. Melbourne are too short for a start. Hawthorne didn't look that awful. I thought they played pretty good footy yeah, in the, the first half. The pressure was good early, yeah, yeah. pressure was really good. And halfway through the third quarter, let's be honest, they were still only 17 points behind. Um, and Luke Bruce missed a goal and Burgoyne missed a goal, which puts scoreboard pressure on Richmond. No one were going to beat Richmond that night there. No. Nah. They were too good. No but Hawthorne were very good for a half of footy. Now, they've beaten Melbourne 
earlier on in the year. I don't know how much you read into that, but they have beaten them well. I, belt them. I did that game, and I, I think it was after quarter time got, or after. It was 17 goals to one. Yeah. And it got wet. That's when the rain yeah. came. So the Hawks played the rain better. But I just think Melbourne in a final are too short at $1.46. Hawthorne looked the value at two seventy five. I think Hawthorne can win. Um, I'm not why, prepared. Tell me why they can win. I just think their pressure last week was outstanding on Richmond. Richmond are just so good at using the footy. They, they, they just they got yardage, Richmond. It was uh, a territory game. It was a territory game. Yeah. And last week, if you had have, um, tallied up Richmond's handballs, they would have been ranked 18th in the competition over the course of the year for their handballs just last week. Mm-hmm. Now, they kicked more last week, got more yardage. Hawthorne would have did it the other way. Different kettle of fish when you play Melbourne. Geelong put zero pressure on Melbourne's ball carriers, zero. So Melbourne in a final were able to just pick their way through it. So I think Hawthorne's pressure will be a little bit better than Geelong's. And I still think Hawthorne are a very good kicking side. Geelong wasted opportunities. I think this is going to be a really close game. It's going to be decided by less than 15 points either way. So that's the bet I like in this game. Less than 15 points by either team. Um, Hawthorne, 275 outsiders. I just think it's going to be a close game. Yeah, it'll be closer than what people think. Look, I think you have to tip Melbourne if you're just going head-to-head, and that, that's what I would do. But Richmond just didn't allow Hawthorne to get any control of the ball. If it's a bit of a dry night, it was a bit slippery and wet early in that game against Richmond. Hawthorne couldn't get control. If they get control with their foot skills, you know, they're, they're a chance to stretch Melbourne. What people are forgetting in that game against uh, Geelong, Melbourne only kicked one goal in two quarters. Mm. They didn't blow the cats away. They, they should have. Um, if they give Hawthorne a chance to stay in the game, as as you said, Nathan, Geelong didn't put any pressure on the Hawks, Will. Big out Stratton, though, down back. It he, is. He holds that defence together. He actually saved them a few times in that third quarter when he was one-on-one on Josh Caddy. But look, I Teams still... aren't out yet, but you'd imagine Sean Makers get a role to play it, maybe in defensive end. <sighs> they're going to have to come in with a big player. Yeah, well, they'll bring someone in. They would, would they bring Mirror back? I mean, I know he's he's yeah, best off a box hill Your last best, week. Mirror was he? Yep. So yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd be the other one that they would consider. Uh, I'm tipping Melbourne, but you never know. You never know. The Hawks are a team that wouldn't surprise if they bounce back. Either team to win by less than fifteen points is two dollars seventy. Um, if you're going to have a look at the disposal markets, I can't see. Clayton Oliver not getting thirty possessions, he gets it every it's a dollar eighty. So if you were going to have some multis, I'd be throwing Clayton Oliver a dollar eighty same game to get those? thirty or more disposals. Yes, you can with sports bet. good there. Second game, GWS versus Collingwood. Now GWS being backed off the map. Seventy five percent of the cash brownie has been on the Giants. Collingwood though will be favourites a dollar sixty. Well, this now, market hasn't moved since we opened the markets last Sunday. So Collingwood were a dollar sixty then yep. GWS. So so what does that mean? Well. I I've never understood this, even though working for the money. Year. Okay, we've taken a lot more money on GWS, so why wouldn't have those odds changed? So the job of the bookie, and in particular the um, AFL trader who works here, would be he's got a decision to make. Who do I think is going to win? Um, he's, so it all rests on one guy, and he's very good at his job, Cam Dean. So what happens is he'll think Collingwood obviously thinks Collingwood are going to win. So GWS money continues to come in. He's happy to take that money at that price, um, and his job is to try and get that right. It's a lot of responsibility Gee. on one man. He gets it. It is. So There's a lot of money would, on finals too. He, so if GWS not. win, we as a company will lose a lot of cash. Uh, that is. Is he judged on how much money the company makes? He, I guess he would be. Mm. Well, most people are, yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this like is anybody, why, they, this work is why on, they work on a formula. I think uh, they, they work to a percentage and they have to hit. It's like any sort of budget in any organisation. Mm. So who wins the game then? Who, yeah. do you, who are you tipping? Well, tough, tough. Game. Is. Like, this is this is. I've been yeah. up and down on this one for the last the few thing, days. 
Matthew, and you know when you've played a game and you haven't played for a while, they've had three inclusions, Toby Green, Brett Deledio, and also um, Zach Williams, who all played pretty well. They all played well. Really well. Toby Green is one of the best players in the Toby Green is an elite, elite elite player. It's a lot harder to feel that freshness second up. Now, Deledio was okay. Toby Green was fantastic, outstanding. So was Williams. To do that fresh again second up is really hard. Um, And again, I like the fact that Either team under 15 points here could be the play. Look, I just think GWS's run and carry is going to hurt them. I think Trelaw looked okay, but he wasn't. He's second up too, don't forget. He wasn't the Adam Trelaw you probably wanted to play. I didn't think. I think Jordan Dugowie got into some bad habits trying to get behind the footy again. I'm just about going to tip GWS. They've got a nine and a half point head start. I don't mind that. Yeah, I hear your point. I, look, at the MCG, you would, you would think that Collingwood will have 80,000 supporters there. Yep. They will turn up. It will be a bit like the Richmond GWS prelim mm. last year. The last time the Giants played on the MCG, they were as bad as what I've seen them all year against Melbourne yep. in that final round. They were very, very ordinary on the MCG. As you said, those players back on the bigger deck on the MCG, the home crowd, and I thought Collingwood were very good over in Perth. Uh, at three-quarter time, they were 10 points up, yep. and I thought they were home for all money. So did I. West, Coast, West Coast lifted around the footy. Sam Mitchell gave his mids a spray, and they started winning some contested ball, and Darling and Kennedy came into the into the fray. Uh, gee, I think on the MCG, I think with all that support, I just think Collingwood have defied expectations all year, yep. and I think they might do it again. So I like Collingwood. Obviously, as Richard does, a dollar sixty. It's a little bit short for me in that yep. game, so I'm just going to take that extra buffer and take GWS nine and a half, which is a dollar ninety two. So, if you don't understand what that means, Collingwood um, can win, but they can't win by more than nine and a half, and GWS can win. win. So, that's how that works. Hey, Cameron, I've got a. I just want to clear something up too from that mm-hmm. game in Perth last week. Now, after the game, I shouldn't have done this and I should know better and you probably would have been all over it, Nathan. You seem to monitor Twitter. You don't seem to get involved in many things, but you monitor it and just see I what don't other, do a lot of Twitter action. But you monitor what other people are doing. I'm a you, great monitor. You yeah. get a lot of <laughs> just a real really good lurks. Really good hall lurking monitor around, school. not contributing anything, yeah. just lurking. Happy, to, happy to lag people in. Yeah. Yeah. So after the game in uh, Perth last week, we did the aftermatch and sitting in the car going back to the hotel, pretty tired, ready to jump into bed. I had a look at Twitter and the feedback uh, wasn't very good for the commentary team, the Channel 7 team, James Brayshaw and the big Duke, uh, the tight-ass Duke and myself. Basically, people in Western Australia, and there were a lot of them, thought that we were biased towards Collingwood and Victoria. Mm. Now, I don't see that. In the first quarter, we pumped up West Coast and how good McGovern was playing. The next two quarters, Collingwood were clearly the better team. And then in the last quarter, West Coast, the key forwards got punched. You, you just tend to call it how it's going throughout yeah. the game, okay? Now the so bias, what have you done? Well, a lot of people <laughs> – no, I'm just letting these people, if anyone that's listening in Perth, I'm just straightening this out. Why would I be biased towards the West Coast Eagles, right? Because one of your best mates works there. Exactly. Am I Victorian? No. Nope. Why would I be biased towards Collingwood? Mm. Because no. I'm not Victorian. I played for Richmond. Richmond didn't like Collingwood, no. neighbouring mm. suburbs. Just ridiculous comment. It, it, yeah. You're not biased as a caller. You call it how you're seeing it throughout the game. I don't care who wins out of Collingwood and West Coast, to be honest with you. So if you're one of those people He's that tweeted me. Yeah, no, no, I've had, so does, <laughs> I've, I've had enough. enough. Which that leads me to, how do, how do you go? We, I, we've sort of touched on this before, but it gets to you. When you, when you fire up Twitter and you yeah. see, it gets to you, doesn't it? Does. It does. It got to me. I went to bed pretty flat in Perth <laughs> on Saturday night. So I'm just letting anyone 
out there. I'm not biased as a caller. I couldn't care less no. who wins out of Collingwood and West Coast. Just calling it how I saw yeah, it. He's nasty on Twitter, though. Yeah. Yeah. There's, nasty there's, no, there's no goodness that comes out of it. Well, I, and obviously on a far, far, far smaller scale than any of you. Far, far. I've had some, I've had some bad <laughs> tips on my. Throw a few more fars. Not even on the, <laughs> on the scale. No, not even on the I've been doing some. <laughs> I've been doing. I do my He's tips. He's going to compare himself but, to our Twitter No, piece. I didn't. I just said that I have been doing some tips on SEN this week. Right. And they haven't been going too well. And I've been copping it. All right. But I don't mind it because it just makes me feel a little well, bit Well, so you know what? If you don't get into Hummer if you're an SEN listener either, just yeah. people mm. are just nasty. Out there. They are nasty. I'll tell you what is funny. Um, <laughs> I mentioned our, one of our great mates, Warren Cofford, who's a fitness coach at West Coast Eagles, and it was this time a couple of years ago, finals time, <laughs> that he was out on the ground uh, in the warm-up and David Teague at the MCG. At the MCG. No, it was Nick Natanui, wasn't it? I thought David Teague kicked the barrel. Oh, that's right. David Teague, who's the assistant coach, has kicked the barrel back towards the boundary or near the group or something like that. And our mate Warren Coford, who when in terms of people who are happy with themselves, now yeah, this yeah. man has got me covered and 50%. No, he has got they couldn't. It's impossible. Person. Julian Valance here, he's got him covered as well. Wow. Any man you think of that rates themselves – Warren Coford's got them Jeez. covered. It was so, one of those good-looking rooster. It was one of those. Not bad. Yeah. yeah. It was one of those low-flying torps that was going at great yeah, velocity, yeah, yeah. and it's hit him <laughs> in the head, flat out, right? Which is funny enough in itself because there's vision of it. But what happened after that was he's fallen to the ground and he's actually tripped on a football, which was underneath him. And broken his ankle just before the game. <laughs> it's not funny, really. Oh, it is funny. It is funny. I wish there was footage of it. Oh. Hey, I, I tell you what, just on, on the back of this game, is there any doubt that the networks don't have complete control over the fixture come finals time, uh, given what given what's going to be happening in prelim? No, league? I think – yeah, I think so. They, they get – The networks have got enough, a bit They've more, been stitched up during the season. The network wants – Big time. The network wants Richmond on Friday night. They They'll have more trainers. say next year, though, the networks. I would dare say Channel 7 have complete control over which game gets played. I wouldn't say no. complete control. AFL doesn't it give makes no complete sense control. That for them to – the only way it makes sense is if you want the bigger TV audiences, the way that – There's the no doubt they speak. want Richmond on the Friday night in the first week of finals, but let's be honest, Richmond deserve – to have the longer break. They finished on top. Yep. Hey, um, we had didn't have Mad Monday for Geelong. We had Wacky Wednesday. And even in spite of the clip you gave him last week. He's gone he heard, again. He's, he's gone doubled again. down, Kane He Corns. has gone again. I don't when, know what, I don't know what do? to do about him. I'm going to have to do something this week and, and publicly shame Kane Corns because I love the fact that Geelong – had a crack and they and they dressed up Mad Monday. Those yep. outfits with Joel Selwood as Prince Harry was outstanding. Yep. Like, it's just funny. It's lighthearted. It's good fun. And Kane Corns' main argument was they weren't thinking about their final leading up. They're thinking about their outfits. Has he ever heard of a costume shop? You can go to a <sighs> costume shop on a Monday and go in and get a costume. You can do it on a Tuesday as well. Kane. Give it Kane. a rest, mate. And does he, these are professional AFL footballers who put everything on the line. Do you think that they are honestly during a game of footy are thinking about their costume at any stage? If Kane thinks that, and I know Kane's brought this up before, and I know you work with him, and I look, Kane likes to be provocative. Hmm. It's just ridiculous. It is. Ridiculous. It is seriously ridiculous. Even if they did think about it a few weeks before and they started preparing. If you're not at training and you've got a few hours to kill, why not yeah. go and get them prepared? It doesn't mean... AFL players can do two things at once. It doesn't mean that when you run <laughs> out 
on the Saturday afternoon, all you're thinking about is your costume. It's it is absolutely an outrageous suggestion. I, it, and he it says it every nice. year, though, Cornsy. Yes. He says it every year. Every every yeah. year. I don't know why why he's gone down this path, Kane Collins. No, he's talented enough to not have to worry about. He doesn't doing even. This. He doesn't even believe what he's saying. No, he's spot on. He's, I I on this, he's on this one, he's just trying to stir yeah. people up. He or, loves it. He wants to be a shock jock. Yeah, that's right. He's trying to be the next Kyle Sandlin. Hey, before we go, we've got the, one of our favourite. Part of the podcast, Brownie. This Rich, is the best part. This, this is, is the best part. This is the one that everyone on Twitter asks for. Yes, it's, it is. This is the one that everyone wants. Like they love it. They love story time from you, Richo. Yes. Have you got a good one for oh, us? I've this got week? one that's come across my desk uh, from the Richmond Footy Club. Uh, a little bit earlier this year, but I, I don't know if our listeners would have heard it. But uh, it involves Camden McIntosh, who played a great game. The Three other goals, night, didn't he? Three Camden. goals. PB. Yeah, played a really good game. Now Camden's uh, a man who's. Probably one of those people who loves the outdoors. He's he doesn't overcomplicate things. Keeps Looks things. like a hillbilly. No, he, he doesn't. He no, does. he's a he's a great bloke. He's Cam. a country boy though, isn't he? He, he doesn't overcomplicate no. things. If Keeps. you have a name spelt like that as well, Camden spelt that way. <laughs> I'm tipping you, you haven't grown up in a metropolitan area. <laughs> he's from Pinjara in in uh, and just below Perth. Near, yeah. He's from uh, near Mandurah, where Brian Taylor races from. at Pinjara. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, uh, this was earlier this year. Richmond were playing over in Adelaide. You get over there the day before the game, Brownie. Richmond are having a little captain's run on the Adelaide Oval. Richmond fans there watching. Beautiful, uh, beautiful afternoon. Yep. And uh, Camden runs out onto the ground before training. And a couple of the boys, Sean Grigg and uh, Jack Revolt, noticed that his boots just, they looked a little bit too big for him. They looked like right, he had Ronald McDonald's shoes <laughs> on, right? Real, and they were bright red pumas. And one of the boys went over and said, oh, uh, Camden, you got some new boots on there. And Camden went, yeah, geez, I've been trying to get these boots for ages. He ringing Puma. Puma didn't have them in stock. So he got online, got on to eBay or one of yeah, those. Well, uh, bought them himself off his own dime. Found them on online, bought them off his own dime. You know, didn't rely on the sponsor to give them to him for nothing. The only problem was they were the exact boots he wanted but they were a couple of sizes too big. <laughs> but this didn't deter Camden. He still bought them anyway. <laughs> and he's gone to Adelaide with his brand-new wheels, couldn't wait to play in the wheels, out on the training run, and they just look ridiculous. <laughs> the boys reckon that, they, his feet were moving around. In how, these, big, how big are we talking? Like, a, well, he's got like a, a size couple six. of sizes too big. Oh. Right? So you can imagine they look pretty funny. So after training, they're back in the sheds. You know, the boys are all sitting around as you do, icing up, stretching, doing whatever you're doing. And Jack and Griggy were sitting together again and they called out to Camden, mate, what do you, you – surely you're not playing in those boots. You've bought some other boots over. No, nah, Camden had only bought these <laughs> brand-new boots. So the boys uh, cottoned on and they thought, oh, we'll have a bit of a joke. Pretty, This is pretty good by Jack and uh, Griggy. They said, we'll get him here. We'll have a bit of a joke with him, knowing that Camden doesn't overthink things. <laughs> so they've said, listen, uh, Camden, if you're going to wear those boots, you're going you're gonna to need – your feet are going to have to be a bit bigger. Why don't you go and see the doc? <laughs> and, and Camden's like, what do you mean? No. And Jack goes, go and see uh, Doc Hickey and get some foot fertiliser off him. Oh, my God. Don't tell me. And Camden went, what, what's foot fertiliser? <laughs> <laughs> and they said, it's just a, a powder. You put it in some water and you just sit your feet in it and it just swells your feet up. <laughs> and your boots will fit you tomorrow, you know. It doesn't permanently make your feet larger, but it just gives them a bit more. 
And he bought it. So Camden went, oh, yeah, that sounds good. So at this point, point, Griggy had ducked off and worded up the doc, Doc Hickey, who's got a good sense of (laughs) humour, Doc Hickey. He said, Camden's going to come and see you. So it wasn't put fertiliser. (laughs) (laughs) So sure enough, Camden's wandered into the doc's room and the doc's given him some protein powder or something that he had in there. Next thing, they look out in the rooms and there's Camden sitting over in the corner <laughs> with his feet in a big bucket of water <laughs> with the foot fertiliser in there. 100% true. Oh, 100% God. true. So Capsy uh, thought his feet were going to grow. That's oh pretty funny. I can't that's tell you what. I cannot believe that. That's true. Okay, that is. That's I'm, true. Do you know, I'm not that surprised. I've, I've heard a few interviews. Just good good country lad. Like the two, are, you, are you country? Yeah, Tassie country boy. boy. Mm. Three country boys Benny all in one room. And, all right. and, all right. one, and one country boy that went to Scotch College. No, yes. Yeah. I was a boarder. No, I wasn't actually. I grew, I grew up in Surrey. Oh, that, right. that is up. We are done. Thank you very much. <laughs> of course, it is a very hard week to tip you. There's some money to be made, but if you are going to have a punt on the footy this weekend, please do so responsibly.